The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood is right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by a mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime, where sexual assault is so commonplace that you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning. Side effects may include insomnia, heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, alcoholism, anorexia nervosa, bulimia and or obesity, depending upon your job and or role, hallucinations, loss of integrity, complete loss of moral compass, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, as well as excessive trapping of the lips after kissing everyone's ass. If you have any of these side effects or begin to question your life choices, please contact your therapist because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood. Shut up and take it. G'day guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the militant, militant moderate Paul. I'm not getting right this right today. Militant moderate Paul Michael Bolin. G'day, hello, Paul. Hello, hello, hello. And uh, let's, what are we doing today? Well, we are talking about a whole bunch of stuff we probably don't want to be talking about, but the biggest one we're going to be talking about today is um, sexual harassment in Hollywood, sexual assault in Hollywood. This is the very last week of our uh, six weeks focusing on that. Uh, We'll be coming back to it full circle in a couple of months. Um, I went on, if you guys remember, I went on a bunch of dating sites and told everyone I was an underage girl coming to California, you know, looking for a place to stay, and I was an aspiring actress, and we went through all the sites and things like that. Yeah, well, you got you got my my request to say that you can you can so, but okay, yeah. That, yeah, <laughs> that probably wasn't for the best. <clears throat> no, um, mm-hmm. and so now I took um, a job as a phone sex operator for multiple platforms online. And where, because they're starting to fish girls from that direction. So I'm going to uh, see if I can try and get myself trafficked again. Uh, I was very easily trafficked and picked up last time. So uh, we'll see where uh, this takes us. Um, the internet is such a dark, dark, dark place. Okay. I know. The problem with being a phone <laughs> sex operator, though, is I have no idea what I'm doing. So I think yeah. we're going to catch on when I'm turning around going, Alexis, what do I say? Yes. What, what, what could possibly be a, what, what are they talking about when they talk about a candied pomegranate? What's that? You know, well, oh, well, oh it's about $125 for the first half hour, same as downtown. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Alexis. She's probably laughing right now. She is. <laughs> yes. I'm she said you're grounded, Paul. Still? Again? Right. Again, apparently you're always getting grounded, so... That's what's going on there. Um, so in a couple of weeks, we'll come back to this, or it's probably going to be a couple months, and see exactly how many people tried to pick me up because I'm going in saying I'm an underage girl, which is, you know, kind of my MO. 
coming out to Hollywood and I just want to be famous. I want to make it as a model. Uh, yeah, and that, of course, is going as expected. Yeah, it's, it's not going so well so far. Um, but I will say, um, I, I do want to remind everyone, if you get an email from Paul and I asking for money, it's not us. Nah. Mm -mm. Especially, well, that, why would I ask you for money? Okay, yeah. For no. Just no, no, let no, it go, no, Paul. No. Let it go. Yeah, never, <laughs> never pay to be represented, okay? That's just how it works. They may not pay you, but you shouldn't pay them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, 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 there'll be a lot of that. <laughs> if they try and say, well, you need to do this, or you need to do this, or you need to pay us this, that's not true. Mm -hmm. And ladies, if they say, we need to see you in your underwear, please don't fall for it. I know I've fallen for it, but, you know. Mm, you know, youth, what are you going to do? Me too, a lot. <laughs> like we need well this this contains a topless thing so we need you to take off your top okie dokie just whip off my top no problem well you know i mean there is there is i mean if that's the role if that's the role you know it, it is relatively okay but just make sure that there's somebody else in the room that you trust there was no one else in the room it wasn't the role it was a bad situation we'll mm. leave it at that yeah because I know I, I know I've been involved in productions where you know basically the only thing we got going for it is that we're going to see a few ladies naked in it, and uh, if it comes on the day and they're not willing to do what we're paying them for, it's like eh. you know, again you don't have to say yes, but if you do say yes, it, it, you kind of obligate it a little bit. You know, I actually have no problem with nudity. I've done plenty of nudity. Right. It's yeah. the, uh, if you're in an office and it's just you and some guy, uh -uh. And he's saying, take off your clothes, don't do it. Nope. And, and don't get in someone's car. <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> we've had, we've had a really terrible week this week. We lost Burt Reynolds. Oh my God. Yeah. 82. Yeah. I haven't seen, have you seen that last movie that he did? I think it was no. like the last movie star or something like that. It's, uh. Him and that uh, girl, uh, the nerdy girl who's gone all sorts of, uh, well, let's say, gee, uh, she's, she's very much the girl from Modern Family, the nerd girl. No, I don't. Who's like uh, basically just like putting herself in various stages of undress online all over the place and oh, yeah. complaining, complaining about how people then objectify her by giving them reasons to objectify her. I, I have no comment. The ladies know we like boobs, right? It's just a thing with us. I know. I, I know. I know. I know. But it's uh, Hollywood. All we do is sell sex and violence. Yeah, I know. That's that's pretty much like two of our biggest things. Is there anything <laughs> else? <laughs> is there anything else? The um, I think that the sad part of this though is, it's got it's moved into children's programming. It's it's gone too far. It really has. I'm really sad that we lost Burt Reynolds, though. Mm. Um, but it looks like Olivia de Havilland is going to win that lawsuit. Mm. Now, which one was hers again? She sued over the movie, uh, the the movie with Catherine Zeta-Jones and Susan Sarandon. Oh, oh, where they were doing a feud between yeah, Joan yeah, Crawford yeah. and Betty and Davis. Bette Davis. 
and uh, Olivia de Havilland was in it. Now, the problem is the producer's defense was I thought she was dead. <laughs> She's 102. Oh. She was recognized by Congress like two years ago for uh, her achievements. She's still humanitarian. Like, she's still around. It's, it's not like this producer was, you know, this woman's not active and she like disappeared. Yeah, I, I don't at know. 100, what at 102, how active are you? You know, but still, you know, it, Google people, Jesus. <sighs> oh, so he's in a poop ton of trouble for that. Good. I, I wouldn't mess with Olivia de Havilland. I really like her. She's lasted this long, you, she will outlast you. Yeah. That's going to be her, Keith Richards, and the cockroaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't forget Twinkies. Yeah. Well, not anymore. The original formula would probably still be good. <laughs> but no, I, yeah. I think I, what's but, sad about it is she's she got really angry because she's like, this isn't how any of this happened. You're insulting icons and women that worked really, really well. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're using me, and you didn't ask for my permission. Mm-hmm. Or her input. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, if somebody in production would have simply Googled and found out she is alive, you know. The thing is, everyone knew, except the producer that put this together, and everyone else thought they had permission. You know what? I'm crying foul. I, you know, either he, you know, either he was so willfully ignorant or he's just trying to use that as an excuse because, you know, how many people make it to 102, you know? But that was it. He, I, don't, I think he just assumed she was dead. Yeah. Never assume anyone is dead, even if you've heard it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they that really... Just, they could just I, be hiding. <laughs> I was really happy, actually, that uh, Olivia de Havilland looks like she's winning that suit because I, I can understand her being pissed off. She was misrepresented. She feels the women involved were misrepresented. And she said that, you know, they're icons. They matter. Did you ever see that? That I haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't. Mm. Yeah, it was Catherine was playing Olivia, right? I believe so. Mm -hmm. And then I think Susan Sarandon was playing... Uh, uh, Bet. Bet. Someone else was playing Crawford. No, Jessica, was uh, Jessica Lang, if I'm not mistaken. mistaken. I just still haven't gotten around to it. I don't think I'd watch it now because I feel bad. Well, at this point, you know. But what was I, interesting I, 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 is what I, she sued for. Yeah. Was she wanted the producers? She still wanted to make sure everyone else that worked on it gets paid. But mm -hmm. she doesn't want the producer that put it together paid. And, <laughs> she, and, uh, and, and she wants a cut, which is fair. Right. I mean, it's partially her story. I mean, she's like third banana on the... Pretty in, much. And she in, said it's so far it, off it, base. But she's the uh, highest uh, living member of it. Uh, I, I think do she's believe. the only living member of it. Yeah, Beth, Beth's no longer with us. Uh, I don't think Joan Crawford's still around, but... They're all gone. Yeah, it happens, kids. But she's 102. Like, I think they just need to give her what she wants... And I understand why she doesn't want the producer paid. I get that. Right. When she's like, everyone else, I want to make sure everyone else gets paid. Everyone that was promised money. I don't want to see people lose money. Because mm -hmm. she's been in the film business forever. She knows people, you know, have put the time and money in. Right. She doesn't want to see anyone lose out except it, the guy that put it together. 
And I think what we're referring to is people getting paid. We're talking, you know, people, the actors who worked on it, the producers and the investors. Yep. Uh, But this one guy guy, is not paid. That's the guy, the guy who should have known better. Better, but I can't believe anybody on the crew, just or anybody involved in the movie, even the extras in the movie, were like, you know, she's still alive, right? Like nobody. He didn't say she was dead. He didn't say this to anyone else. Everyone just assumed she knew. Mm. I mean, Catherine Zeta-Jones and uh, Susan Sarandon both apologized. And her response was no need. Because they knew she was alive. Mm. She was just honored a couple years back by Congress. <laughs> like, it's, it's a big deal. She still travels around and does what she's doing. Yeah, but, um, that sounds hinky on the uh, part of the producer. Like, you know, he's, you know, oh, I didn't know. You knew. Yeah. You knew. You just didn't want to get permission. Or maybe... I think he knew he wouldn't get permission. Or felt that maybe he didn't need because, again, she was third banana on the pole. Well, she's also... But the public figures, you can play fast and loose with to a degree. I mean, look at the show The Crown. Mm -hmm. But, but, it still is horrifying. It's, It's hinky. It's it's icky. Yeah, it's I. But I love that everyone else is apologizing, saying we didn't know, you didn't know, and he's going, we didn't know you were alive. It's liar, liar, pants on fire. Pretty much, pretty much. That's awful. All right, guys, we're gonna go to break. When we come back, we'll be talking a little bit more about Hollywood. Today on the show, we are gonna have Dev Ross. She was a first female staff writer at Disney. She worked on Land Before Time, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, some of the most iconic shows um, ever done and a lot of shows that are being brought back. She's an amazing writer. Uh, she was once told to make a Thanksgiving-themed Land Before Time and put a fire safety message in it. So if you can pull that off, you're pretty bloody incredible. Um, because didn't dinosaurs turn into the turkeys? I'm just saying. But she did. She It, it was a time of the great giving. So... Anyone that's a Land Before Time fan or anyone that grew up with it, you'll know that. We're going to be talking to Dev Ross. We're going to be talking about sexual harassment, how hard it is to exist in Hollywood. For everyone writing in, asking about Dr. Ross, he should be back on next week. And we'll be talking about um, healthy, wealthy, and wise with him. And, of course, we have the Karate Kid on next week, the kid from the Karate Kid. What's his name? Uh, Miguel. uh, No, no, no. Cholo. Cholo. No, Cholo. Cholo. His real name, Miguel X-O-L-O. Miguel Diaz, I think X-O-L-O. it is. X-O-L-O. Okay. What, what's his no, name no. in the show? That's what you're talking about. Uh-huh. I'm trying to say the real name. What's his real name? It's Miguel. Really? Okay, so okay. his name in the show is Miguel. Okay, we're getting this wrong. Next yeah. week, we're with the Karate Kid. And I've watched the show. Yeah, guys, it's a great show. The Karate Kid's great. I'm really excited to be on with Dev. I'm going to figure out what the hell I'm talking about during the break. I'm yes. Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bowen, host of The Militant Moderate. Thank We're going to break. Breaks. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer-Kroger. 
The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric EZ Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are with my co-host, Host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolland. Who got it completely wrong. Uh, the actor's name is Zolo Maradueno, and his character name on Cobra Kai was Miguel Diaz. My bad. Yeah, I, I got to say, um, I, I, I can't pronounce his name. I loved the show, though. I loved the new, I loved the direction they went. I thought it was really good. Yeah. But I didn't, a- the, the thing is, they sped up the character arc at the end, and I wasn't so keen on that. Uh, yeah, well, they I mean, only had so much time. Uh, yeah, it could have used a, it could have used another episode or two. I think so. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out to um, Adrian Alcantar Hair Studios. Thank you for always making me red carpet ready. Asper Mills Bread Company. Thank you for supporting the nonprofits in the area. Scott Haskin for the beautiful music we use at the beginning of the show. Flat Black Art Supplies, paint and artists. They did it for free MMA, which is one of the charities we support. I want to remind everyone, every time we swear, we give money to charity. And it's matched by Voice America. So I do want everyone to remember that. Aloft Seattle SeaTac Airport Hotel. Beneath the Street Underground Tours in Seattle. Queen Kapolani Hotel in Hawaii. Um, and our giveaways this week are from Offroad Rentals in Palm Springs, California. And True, Flo- uh, True Rest Float Spa in Sedona or Las Vegas. And, of course, Griggs Vacuums, because you are Alexis's uncle, so she puts you on the list of people, a grandfather, and she puts you on the list of people every week. So I do want to give a quick shout-out to those people. I think actors really do need to come with bumper stickers and entertainers and people in this industry. Like, who are the people that you're in bed with that you kind of have to 
Yeah, we probably yeah, but after a while, you can't be able to see their faces. So you know, because yeah. just, there's just too much stuff there. So yeah, you know that or our politicians. That'd be awesome. You know, have them walking around like NASCARs. You know. <sighs> but so, what else? What else do we want to talk about today? Okay, so we've got to get into some really gritty, nasty stuff. Um, I do, I, like I said, I'm really, really upset with uh, the Burt Reynolds thing, but there seems to be a movement now in Hollywood. We've got the Me Too movement going. Mm-hmm. We talked about last week, the guys are starting to go back to work that um, were the, the perpetrators, and the women just don't seem to be getting work now, which isn't really a surprise. That's not really new. That's kind of how it works, always has. It really goes into the what what at what level of power were you at when this happened, you know? And unfortunately, if you are if you're if you're accusing someone and you're absolutely correct in in the accusations, if you haven't written to that kind of a level of power, I'm surprised that other activists haven't helped those accusers find their way up. Well, the problem is if you do that, and I hate to say I agree with this, uh-huh. I wouldn't give someone work or give them a hand up because they went through this. I mean, I hate to say we've all been through this right. in some way, shape, or form. I mean, well, they still you know, have to I be was... able to perform what you need them to perform. Like uh, there was the actor from the Cosby Show who got shamed for working at Trader Joe's. Oh my God, I loved the responses people um, gave to that. So and Fox I love that Medea gave, Medea gave him a job. She, he did. Tyler Perry invited him on the show. The best comment I saw was, so Fox News puts out this article and it says, you know, Fox News puts this out. Uh-huh. And it says, uh, um, actor from the Cosby Show now bagging groceries at Trader Joe's. Right. And the first comment under that was, oh, you clearly made a mistake. Let me fix that for you. Hardworking man used to be on a TV show. It was honest, hardworking man used to be on a TV show. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I like that better. You still got to pay the bills, people. You know? But the phone stops. Why shame him? But it, you got to remember, he is really affected. All these people are by mm-hmm. Cosby Show getting cut off the way it was. Because it's not playing in reruns and things now. Yeah, so Nobody everybody's residual Everybody's residual payments have, like, uh, Dried plummeted. Up. Because nobody wants to put out, you know, the the Cosby, uh, the Cosby Show, or because he's pretty much kryptonite. He's acid at this point. And oh my deserve, God! He came and out deserve, of court and did that. Hey, hey, hey! Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I know, I know. It's simply just a matter, you know. It's it's. I don't think he, he hasn't been convicted of anything, right? Sadly, he was convicted. He was he was found guilty. And that was a civil suit, though, right? No, I believe that was criminal. They're waiting for the conviction. Oh, good. Day. Good. So it's gone past the matter of he said, she said, she said, she oh, said, yeah. she said, she said, she said, she said, said. He said, he said, what is it? She he said, said yeah. she said to the thousands, uh, thousands yeah, degrees. Uh, I think it's around 58. I think that that's around the number. There's I, a point I, I, where it's no longer fucking hearsay. <laughs> There's a point where you're like, okay, one or two people, I can see a girl trying to get led up. The chick that accused, um, what's his face? The guy that I love, Anderson Cooper, mm. that accused yeah. him of sexual Marking harassment. Marking up the wrong tree there, there, dearie. Uh, <laughs> well, then she tried to change the story. Again, like, I didn't mean Anderson Cooper. I'm like, look, it's, it's too late. Just stop. <laughs> How do you not know who Anderson Okay. Uh, I, I, Google, people. If you're going, yeah. Google. 
with the Olivia de Havilland thing with trying to accuse Anderson Cooper of sexually harassing you? A woman. Google. Sexually harassing a woman. You yeah. know, we'd have to give it a little water if it was a man. But no, that's not the, no. Yeah, she, he just, he doesn't play for that team, never has. Uh, and Sorry, sorry, sorry. But it's, it's moments like that where I'm like, there are women who have legitimately been hurt. Uh-huh. I've been assaulted multiple times. Um, Alexis was assaulted by a female producer, by a male investor, mm. by, I mean, do, do you want me to keep going with the list, Lex? We only have four minutes till break. So, we only have four mean, minutes yeah. till break. So. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's happened a great deal, you know. Um, I know you know, Paul, I was, um, you know, I was assaulted and attacked by a, an A-lister. But mm. until they really start pulling the A-listers, I'm still going with this whole thing's bullshit. Because until yeah. you start seeing the big names on there, we're still ducking and covering. Mm. Yeah, there's, it's, uh, it's just icky. Well, people don't realize <laughs> that. They're like, oh, everyone's doing this because, you know, Kevin Spacey did that. I'm like, really? Give me a really big name that's on that list. Well, Louis, Louis C.K., I'm like, come on, give me, give me an A-lister. Yeah, well, he, he was up there. Uh, well, Cosby, obviously. but uh, Yeah, but Cosby was long retired. These people that are coming out now, everyone mm-hmm. stopped protecting Cosby after right. the last round because he wasn't making any money anymore. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but do you think they wouldn't have jumped in and protected him just as vehemently as they always did? Remember how the media is. It's like, who is going to make him the most money? Yep. So either Cosby as Cosby or Cosby the criminal. Now that he's older, now, no longer. Cosby the criminal is making him more money, so protections have gone, which I'm not saying that this is the right way. I'm not saying that this is okay, but it's just how it is. It is the Hollywood way. It's it's terrible to say. I always tell girls um, that, that ask me about acting or getting into film, don't go anywhere alone. Uh, don't Do not ever take an audition at someone's home. And if somebody touches you, hit back. Because that's all you can do. <laughs> if you complain, you're probably not working again. Mm. I, I hate to say that, especially in the era of Me Too. But it depends on how big your, uh, your bully is. Uh, yeah, there's a reason that, that we do the, the uh, whole Hollywood, welcome to Hollywood speech at the beginning. You do the whole Hollywood, yeah. welcome to Hollywood speech at the beginning of this thing. Thing uh, and remember, uh, welcome to Hollywood. You're gonna need therapy. Yeah. So and expect to sign a non-disclosure agreement saying you're not gonna sue before you even get the job. Mm. Mm. Because it's kind of rapey. Like I, I'd love to say it's different, and I'm glad that Me Too is doing this. But until I see an A-lister, a real A-lister on that list, I'm still calling bullshit that people are being protected. Um, and Eve, and I know of, uh, wait, that's not how I'm allowed to say this. Let me try. I have heard rumors that there are <laughs> A-listers. Like, I'm really trying to cover this. I've heard rumors that there are A-listers being protected um, even as we speak. I'm just more than happy to throw people under the bus who really doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Even, there seem to be more stuff coming out, but I just, uh, yeah. Let me know when a big guy gets on that list. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I care. Like, let me know. Give, give me a name, a real name, because they're doing it. They're just not saying shit. 
I want to remind <laughs> everyone, every time we swear, we give money to charity. So I just yeah. gave money to charity. Um, uh, we give to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Yeah. We give to the Humane Society and we give to Free MMA. So, so we support. Yeah. Yes. We support those charities. When we come back, we're going to be on with the amazing Dev Ross. She's somebody I personally admire very, very much. She's been in the industry for quite a long time. I don't want to say how long. she. I, I don't know if she wants that out there. She's an incredible writer, an incredible person. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. When we come back, we'll be on with the incomparable Dev Ross. See you in a minute. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. Good day, good day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. And we are on with a very, very special guest, somebody I personally admire very, very much. An amazing writer. She was a first female staff writer at Disney and has written and done incredible things. I'm going to let her tell you more about it because I know I was um, geeking out earlier on the show. I'd like to welcome on Dev Ross. Good day, Dev. Good day. How is everybody? Really, really good. Um, almost awake even. <laughs> good, and good. hopefully well, Summer's finished her peach I haven't, it's sitting oh, next to me I've not finished okay. my peach yet but I will finish it at some point um, okay, great now, 
Dev, I know we've had you on before. We've talked to you. We've got uh, new listeners that don't know you. We've got listeners that do know you um, popping in on Twitter right now. Can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Well, I've been around a hell of a heck, heck of a long time. Almost cussed up. Uh, no, 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 no. Cussing, uh, cussing is good. Every time you swear, we give a dollar to yeah. charity, and it's matched by Voice America. So if you okay. if you say hell of well, a long time, I, it's, it's matched I, by I, Voice um, America. You know, I'm going to try, try and use my big girl, girl words. Uh, I've been around for a long time. I started acting professionally at 18. I was on... I acted on Days of Our Lives, the uh, soap opera, and um, <clears throat> bit parts in television. I did a lot of stage. I toured all over the United States. Um, and then when I hit uh, 30, I couldn't get hired anymore. <laughs> I could not get hired for an acting job. I think my last acting job was as Debbie Moore's body double in The Seventh Sign. That was my last big thing, and I was her body double and that was a you know that was not so great. Um, I mean, it was great. She was great. I had a great time on the on the movie. I, I, oddly uh, enough, that's my favorite Demi Moore movie. Yeah, I was really. I was, was just talking about it the other day. She's yeah, she was really fun to work with. Uh, and then um, when I stopped when I stopped uh, getting hired because I wasn't that cute anymore, I uh, went to work for Jane Fonda as a script reader, and. Uh, I read probably 10 to 20 scripts a week, plus novels, and I taught myself how to screenplay write from reading so many screenplays, seeing what worked, what didn't work, and so I, uh, I ghost wrote for somebody that I can't say their name, they passed on, but she was a famous actress in Hollywood, and I ghost wrote for her, and out of desperation, one day I took her name off the script put my name on it because I had written it, got it myself an agent, and started writing. My first big job was with Disney, and uh, I've been writing ever since. Uh, I still do acting occasionally, mostly stage work, uh, but my prime thing is writing, and uh, I'm currently um, writing for the new, uh, the new reincarnation of the Care Bears by AG Interactive. It's the Care Bears meet... Um, I would say uh, Indiana Jones, it's really fun. Uh, it's more about, you know, for those of you who grew up on the Care Bears, uh, it's not so much about having these wonderful powers as that would having be your own <laughs> core resiliency and being able to do things without having to result to magic powers. So um, I'm still working and still kicking butt. I'm getting ready to... Uh, do a movie that's going to be shot in January in uh, New Mexico, and that'll be a Hollywood, I mean, a live-action uh, holiday special. So I keep busy. I keep busy. Just finished a pilot that I think is really good, but I won't talk about it yet. You can talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> you can talk about it. It's very Yeah, we encourage that. Yeah. Oh, well, Summer, really? Yeah. Are you, okay. Everything's uh, can registered. I say the name? We're talking to HBO. <laughs> uh, can I ta- say the name? Sure. Seriously? Uh-huh. I will. Uh, I just finished the first draft of a pilot uh, based on the book 121 First Dates by Wendy Newman. It's renavigating. Also a friend of the show. Middle- mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it's really about 
re-navigating and renegotiating what dating looks like, what relationships looks like, what sexuality looks like, what commitment looks like, what relationships look like, what's okay and what's okay and what's okay, and not so much about what not okay and what's socially access, uh, access, uh, 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 acceptable. Excuse me. Um, it's also about how we other other people that we don't understand and taking takes a look at them. Um, I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to cut new ground, um, especially for women, and especially for women and owning their own sexuality and sexual choices. And I think it's going to be funny and smart, and it's going to piss people off, and it's I going like to that. bring other people. Yeah, and it's going to bring other people into the fold who feel like they haven't been represented in television. So I'm very, very excited. Um, just did the first draft, and um, my trusted. My, I have a few, you know, when you're a writer, you have to have a few trusted people who will give you the truth, whether what you've written is, is decent or, you know, a piece of S-H-I-T. So um, I'm getting That's really great counts. response. We're still giving a dollar to charity. Mm-hmm. I, okay. All right. So I'm, I'm very, very excited, and I'm really excited about being an older woman who was uh, at 40 considered over the hill at Disney and being pushed out. And now um, entering a whole new world where there's women protagonists, um, you know, everybody's looking for a woman to run their show, to, to be the main character. Um, so I think Me Too has been great because it's illuminated, I mean, it's certainly illuminated a lot of the problems that I had as a young actress. I mean, I was on the show before months and months and months ago telling about some of the horror stories that happened to me um, as an actress. Well, that was... And that was actually what I was going to drag you into in a minute. Oh, you want you want you want the muck? Okay. Well, well I just, we I, you know, I'm willing to play in the muck for a while, but I want to say that I I disagree about status quo. I think things are changing. I'm part of the change. I'm writing powerful things for powerful women, and um, I know that the way that I'm treated now is so completely different than the way I was treated 20 years ago. Um, and I think it's great, and I'm excited. And I'm going to work until I die. You're going to have to pry my cold fingers off my typewriter keys, after off my uh, keyboard. Okay, let's go to the box. Now, well, I, I am going to say, I think that is very, very important. Because I can say, it's one thing for me to say, I don't see it changing but I wasn't working in it 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's really important for people like you, uh, people like you that have been working in Hollywood for a really long time, would mm-hmm. see the changes. I think more vividly. I I really see the changes. I mean, just uh, four years ago, I was working with a producer. Um, I can't. I really, I would love to say his name and who the big company works for. It's it's in London. Uh, who basically said, "Gosh, your birthday came up on linked. You can't be that age." And I went, mm, "Yeah, I'm sorry that my birthday came up on linked. Oops, I'll take that off." <laughs> but yeah, I'm that age. And he went, "Well, oh, gosh." And I went, "What's the matter?" And he said, "Let me. I'm going to call you back." 
I waited an hour sweating it out and he called me back and he basically said, I can't work with you anymore. And then uh, proceeded to keep me from working on two other shows because of my age. So that's a whole other ism besides sexism, yeah. ageism. And, uh, but that is a part of sexism because men don't age, have hey, that problem. You know, and and uh, if I was a guy, I don't know that, that if I was a man, I don't think he would have said that to me. Um, not at all. You know, uh, uh, not at all because I wouldn't have been anybody. considered that no. old. But as a woman, yes. And um, I've defied him. I've worked more in the last four years since that's happened than I had in the 15 years prior. Because I, you just can't let it stop you. You can't let one person stand in your way. So I just went around him. Didn't push, didn't push him down, didn't sock him, just went, yeah, later. Went around him and have done so many, I have written so, some of my best stuff since then. And See, I think I, I, ulti- ultimately, it's not your sex, it's not your age, it's what, how good are you? What can you do? Can you make me money? Yeah. yeah okay. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're 100. I don't care that's if you it. have four breasts instead of two. Yeah. I don't care. Can I don't, you make I don't, me we, money? Great. Is your stuff commercial? Great. We don't care really if you're an octogenarian, I, I, transgender little person. Okay. Yeah, you know, exactly, we'll, exactly. If yeah. Hollywood thinks they're going to make money off, off of you, then hell well, they, they love you because that's really what it's about. That's really what it's about is who's going to bring in, in the bucks, you know. Um, so I really do feel it's changing, and I do feel that for people who have done their homework, who, who, who know what they're doing, um, Talent rocks, and um, so I think, you know, I, I, I hate to toot my own horn. Somebody told me that was a really old statement, but I guess that'll age me. I hate to toot my own home horn, but the fact is I've done my homework. I know what I'm doing. I deliver. I deliver on time, yeah. on budget, and I'm Always. working. And um, I'm, not, I'm not crying because somebody said, you'll never work again with me because you're too old. It's like, okay, well, that's your opinion. Next. Next. I, I got to say, whenever don't. I find a hard project, whenever I find a project that someone says is impossible, whenever I find a project that has a big risk behind it, you're the first person I call because I know well, there'll be a return on it and I know it'll be good. First dates. And I'll, I, uh, I mean, I'm really, like I said, I'm, I'm really excited. And if it's, I mean, it doesn't have to be hard to be worth it, but... It's a great it's 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 a great tale for women at this time, I like and I that. hope that it really encourages women to be authentically who they are. And and, now, and that's what's going to change. As long as we are acting like, oh God, oh God, oh God, what are they thinking? What are they thinking? Oh God, oh God, am I right? Is this okay? Do I look okay? You know, as long as we continue to think that, that's what we project, and that's what we're going to get. We got to just stop it, do our work, be authentic, and get it out there and support each other. I agree. That's one that pisses me off. I'm going to get off my soapbox now, do you? (laughs) No, that's one that pisses me off is when you have women that won't support other women. Um, I had, you know, I've I've had bosses that weren't happy that I hired a female assistant because they thought it was bad enough that I was female. I shouldn't be bringing Mm -hmm, more mm -hmm. in. 
it's it really is mm-hmm. a very very different place but mm-hmm. i'm glad that you see the change because i'm i don't but i wasn't around for when it was really really bad um, one yeah, of the stories yeah, and I've I can told see now. that. I really, I do really have the perspective on it because you know I I think I told you I, one of the first story meetings I did when I walked into Disney they they were watching porn and shut and turned it off when I walked in and uh, and then the second meeting I walked in for a writers meeting and they said where's the coffee you know why didn't you bring the coffee why aren't you pouring yeah. us the coffee you know and it was like. Okay, guys. Sorry. <laughs> uh, move over. Make room at the table. And um, I got teased, and I got <laughs> sexually harassed. <laughs> you know, I, again, I got some pretty um, uncomfortable things that happened. Um, but I was tough, and I just pushed past it because the the back then there wasn't anyone to tell. Who are you going to tell? You know, you're not. It, it's just. They just think you're a whiner. Um, So you just get tough and you push past it and you do your work. And then ultimately, um, your work is what is the most important. And I think that that's, uh, you know, I just think that women still do have to just keep their their eye on what it is that they want to do. And I've worked with other women who were just as bad as the men who wanted to tear you down, Yep. you know, so they look better. But that is all in the last few years, fallen away, fallen away. My biggest champions have been women. Summer, you've been one of my biggest champions. Um, well, that's because you're talented. I see less and less of that. Women are not looking over their shoulders at other women coming up behind them and being scared. They're let, they're putting a hand out and saying, come on up, there's plenty of room, let's do this. And I, I've seen it, it's palpable, it really has changed. Maybe it's still not perfect, uh, it'll never be perfect, we're always going to be having problems. But it's, I can tell women out there, especially if you want to get into writing, the door's open. Okay, I'm I was on my soapbox again, wasn't I? I, I like that. Now, what was your best experience? Yeah. What was your worst experience? Let's start with worst, so we can end on best. Because I was oh like, god, my worst, uh, my worst experience is when I was an actress, and I was reading for some sci-fi movie, and I was on the Gower lot, and um, I go in, and I'm reading with the producer, and while we're reading, it's it's getting to be this sort of sexy scene, and he shoves his hand up under my blouse and grabs one of my breasts. And I didn't flinch. I kept reading, kept acting, reached my hand up under his shirt, grabbed his very heavy, hairy chest and yanked as hard as I could. (laughs) He screamed and said, let go, let go. And I said, sweetheart, I will let go when you let go. Oh, I like that. So he let go of my breasts. I let go of the hair on his chest, and then we had a good talk, and then he showed me all the pictures of all the naked ladies that had come in, and he had taken pictures of them naked, and that they were willing to do the scene naked, and I said, yeah, well, good luck, not going to happen. So then I walk out, and then I get called back. (laughs) I get get a call back, and my headshot's up there for... um, 
the lead, the lead woman who was, you know, the, the astronaut or the captain of the ship. Anyways, the movie never happened. It didn't get made. Um, but the fact is, is that it was a, it was a very, that was, I don't know, worst experience. I think I've had worse uh, in the sense of where I was really scared. But I just thought that this was funny and, um, you know, I had hair, hair left it between my hands and between my fingers. I, I yanked so hard. That was funny. Gower Studios. I have worked there a couple of times. I actually like Gower, but that mm-hmm. was hysterical. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm going to ask, what was your best experience? Because we're getting to the end of the show. I want to tell everyone where to find you on social media and everything. So before I ask that, if people want to follow you, where can they find you? Well, you can... Uh, I, I'm getting up a website. I don't have it up yet, but... Um, you can always find me on Facebook, and uh, but I, 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 I'm, I mean, Deb Ross uh, will have a. I, I have a website going up under Shtick Chicks. I have a partner, and we do a lot of comedy, and uh, so they can find me there or ask you. I guess you always know where I am. Yeah, I'll, I'll put up a link. So, I'll put up a link. You only need to find Deb. She's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm really horrible about that step. I get so busy into working that I don't really promote myself, which my business partner. I have Deb Ross Productions. Uh, my business tar- partner is always telling me that I'm terrible at it. And I am. I am. I'm really bad at promoting myself. But, okay, the best experience was I was working for Jane Fonda, and uh, we were going to do a movie and um, together, and I had a part in it. And it, the bad part is it got the movie got taken out from under us by Jessica Lange and um, never got made. Once again, you know, one of those things, it was a bidding war between uh, Paramount and Columbia, the two studios. But yep. Jane said to me, you know, through all this, Dev, you're, is, do we really need another actress? Not that you're terrible, but you can write. We need a woman's voice. Get out there and write. And I, I, took, her, uh, I took her advice. And uh, thank you, Jane. And uh, six months later, I was uh, the first staff writer at Disney. So, and that's amazing. To be the first female staff writer at Disney, I know you went through a bunch of horrible stuff there, but you really opened yeah, doors. Yeah, but it, was, it makes for good stories now. Yeah, it's good. Stories. That's true, too. And, there was, and I met so many great guys there. Later on, there were more women. Um, just a lot of really talented women. And I worked with some of the best male writers and female writers and the 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 artists at Disney, I mean, I just was able to be among the best of the best. And so the bad stuff that happened just pales against how willing people there were to bring this sort of ex-actress, novice writer along um, and to really give me my career. You know, I really am grateful. I think that's fantastic. Thank you. I really like that. Now, if you have to give any advice we're coming to the end of the show if you had to give any advice to anyone stepping into the industry now what would it be uh boy um if you can see yourself doing anything else do it yeah if you cannot see yourself doing anything else but your art acting writing directing then pursue it with all your heart and don't give up I, I, like I know that. a young actress, 
Okay, I, I, I was wanted to tell a quick story, but I guess I don't have the time. So no, you do, 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 do go tell, tell. Uh, well, I, we a very talented tell. young actress that I just worked with on a show. Um, really talented, great little singer, um, great on stage, but she would really be great on television and film. Just a face for it. Um, really lovely lady. She went out to L.A. She lasted four days because when she was out there. Um, looking at the rent, uh, driving around on the freeway. And when she said, I couldn't see the stars at night, she knew she couldn't stay. She said, I, I, I thought I wanted this so bad, but I don't, not that bad. And after four days, she came home. She's still pursuing acting, but she's pursuing it um, on a different level, you know, in her state. Um, there's still agents, there's still lots of commercials, there's still things that are shot, movies that are shot, not in L.A., but she knew she could not pursue it to her fullest extent. And so she went home and I said, if you knew that, then you, you made a good choice because it's that hard so. and you've got to want it that bad. And that would be my advice. I, I have to agree with you there. If you don't want it as badly as you want to breathe... Don't mm-hmm. get into the industry because it's a total shithole sometimes. A lot of the mm-hmm. time. People yeah, most people say time. to me all the time, <laughs> you know, most women your age are retired. Why are you still writing? And I go, because I can't stop writing. Mm-hmm. I can't stop. I mean, I, I can't stop. I, I have to. I have to wake up every day and I have to write on a project or I just, I can't, I don't want to live. And and that, male or that's female, that's me, the <laughs> level of commitment you have to have. That's exactly true. What Deb is I think. About. I think so. Mm-hmm. I really or or incredible luck. <laughs> that doesn't incredible matter. luck. You know, or mom know, and dad or dad in the business that brings you along. You know, but even then, you won't last if you're you not gotta, good. So you got to work. You got to. It's not just talent. It's it really is. Who is willing to work harder? Who is willing to work faster? Mm-hmm. And I've hired actors not because they were the best, but because I knew they'd show up on time, they'd do a good job, and I wasn't going to have any drama. And that's so, and, and that is, for everybody listening, word to the wise, what, what Summers just said is so right. I've seen it over and over. We're hiring this person. They may not be as good as this other person, but this person will be a team player. Yeah. And they'll work. The other person, uh talented but so iffy you know um everybody when you're on a set when you're working on a show you become like a family and you want to be able to trust your teammates your family mates so yeah exactly summer all right guys we have come to the end of the show dev thank you so so much for being on i'm going to put up a link to dev's social media Also, I'm going to make sure she has a fan page, so I'm not sending you to her personal page. So I'm going to check that out (laughs) after the show and make sure. Yeah, like I said, I I so suck at that stuff. (laughs) We'll we'll get that to you. I'll put up a link to that. You guys can uh, track her down there. (laughs) And, of course, Paul has uh, new episodes of The Militant Moderate coming out soon. You can find him on... SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Sound, iTunes, iTunes uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and of course the YouTube channel. And I'm always on Twitter, which you guys know because you catch me on Twitter and ask me a bunch of questions. So it was wonderful having you on. Thank you so, so much for taking the time, Dev. My pleasure. 
I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Millicent Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, and our very, very special guest, Dev Ross. Um, thank you for sharing your story with, with us, Dev. That's really cool. You're welcome. Guys, sorry, I was like, okay. Guys, we'll be back next week. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.